The Talking Points podcast is produced in partnership with C. Michael Gibson and clinicaltrialresults.org. Mike Gibson and Corrado Tamburino coming to you virtually from TCT 2020. We're talking about the SCOPE 2 trial, a randomized trial of two self-expanding bioprostheses. Talk to us a little bit about what you found. Yeah, so this is a study that uh, aimed to compare head-to-head to self-expanding nitinal valve uh, in supranal position, the accurate neo and the core valve evolute. So this is a study that was deemed necessary because I think should be the same for all the new valves coming to the market because we need to compare with historical valves uh, where we know already long-term results. By the way, so the, uh, what is important is uh, to assess uh, in this study uh, the two main endpoints. So it's a randomized study, one-to-one with uh, 398 patients per group. And uh, the uh, end point of the study were uh, a primary end point, which is uh, the all cause of death or stroke at one year, any stroke. And this is the primary end point. There is a key secondary end point uh, for superiority. That is the new pace, permanent pacemaker implantation at 30 days. Said that there are some other uh, uh, secondary endpoints, which are the uh, single uh, components of the primary endpoints, the procedural complication, the clinical safety endpoints, the composite endpoints assessed by VARC2, and finally, the bioprosthesis function by echocardiography. Um, the patients admitted to the study are patients with severe aortic stenosis that uh, uh, were deemed uh, uh, at, at high risk uh, by local RT or by STS score, transfemoral access for all patients. So, the statistical hypothesis for non inferiority, I remind you that is the uh, primary endpoint was uh, death or any stroke at one year. Uh, in the control group, the um, uh, predicted rate of events was assessed, uh, was set at 12%. And the uh, non-inferiority margin was set at 6%. For the superiority, the, uh, so the pacemaker uh, uh, implantation at 30 days, uh, the predicted rate in the control group was assessed at 15%, and the uh, um, non-inferiority margin at 7%. Of relevance in this study, both intention to treat a per protocol analysis have to be non-inferior to claim the non-inferiority for the accurate NEO. So uh, let's go, there are 23 centers uh, across the Europe. Uh, so all the patients were enrolled, 796 patients, as I said before, and uh, the uh, among the 398 patients allocated per arm, in the accurate NEO, 386 um, uh, TAVR was initiated, and in the Corval Bevolute, 388, so high, big number. And the follow-up was, um, uh, clinical follow-up information was available in 98% of the patients. 
no differences in age in clinical characteristics as STS-PROM. Age was 83, STS-PROM 4.5 for both groups, a group of patients. Uh, no differences in procedural characteristics, but pre-dilatation and post-dilatation were significantly more frequent in the accurate new, and this is comprehensible because the radial force in this valve is uh, inferior to other valves, and the waist uh, was inferior, was 25 millimeters versus 28 in the corval group. So the only difference were these three, pre-post-dilatation and waist. And no differences in procedural complication that were very low indeed. Let's go to the result. So the primary endpoint, which was accurate for the accurate, uh, death or, or stroke at one year, in the accurate NEO occurred in 50.8%, while in the COVAL evolute in 13.9%. So the absolute difference is 1.83. And the uh, upper limit of the non-inferiority uh, the, of the confidence interval was 6.12. Uh, remind you that crossed the non-inferiority border that was set at six. This is in the intention to treat analysis, while in the per protocol analysis, the difference was 1% and the uh, upper limit of confidence was uh, 5.42. So was below the uh, non-inferiority uh, border <clears throat> line. Uh, but uh, per protocol, as we said, uh, by definition, the beginning of the study was pre-planned that would have been both positive in intention to treat the per protocol. So we cannot claim the non-inferiority for the accurate when compared to the uh, 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 corval valve Pacemaker was a superior. There was an absolute difference by 7.5. So no doubt on that. There is 11 versus 18% of pacemaker. Secondary endpoints of relevance and of significance. There was a cardiac mortality that was increasing in the accurate new and a new left bundle branch block and new pacemaker were better in the accurate new. This is in intention to treat in the per protocol analysis. The only change is in the left bundle branch block that <clears throat> lost the significance. Can you tell uh, us when those deaths, those cardiac deaths occurred? Were those late cardiac deaths due to- Sure, yeah. All these cardiac deaths- AR Or were they early procedure related deaths? So uh, the, the, we're at follow-up, so distributed across the uh, the one-year follow-up, and almost these deaths were due to a cardiac failure or a sudden death. I would say the majority were cardiac failure, so a heart um, a failure, heart decompensation, and uh, the only association that is not statistical, but looking at the case, case by case, at the list of the patients who died, almost all patients had a mild aortic regurgitation. In fact, my last yes. slide my last uh, concept is about the paravalvular regurgitation that uh, is uh, more frequent and more severe in the accurate knee. We have at one month almost 10% of a paravalvular of aortic regurgitation that is 
mostly 98% due to paravalvular leak and uh, a, a more uh, mild aortic regurgitation when compared to the core valve evolute and the same with different proportion is at one year. So an advantage significantly, uh, significant, uh, uh, statistically significant uh, of the evolute versus accurate neo in terms of aortic regurgitation. Yeah, in our wrap-up yesterday, that's what we all kind of zeroed in on Patagera. Uh, myself and uh, Juan Granada was that difference in AI and if that led to those outcomes. It's interesting to see that you think that may be the case. Are there going to be design modifications to try and rein in some of that uh, paravalvular leak? Sorry, sorry, did it catch you? What? Are you going to uh, modify the design to somehow reduce the paravalvular leak with this device moving forward? Ah, uh, I think that the company will reduce the design. So there is a, the, the accurate Neo Gen 2. This is the Gen 1, that is the first generation. The second generation has some improvements in the profile of the catheter, but also in the external wrap that is very important for reducing the paravalvular leak that in my opinion, could be the major reason for uh, such bad results, or I would say uh, not uh, such good results. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Uh, great design, great study, uh, great conduct, and a very intellectually honest uh, recitation of the results. Thanks for sharing them with us. And thanks Thank to you. all of you. Thank you. And thanks to all you for sharing and joining us today virtually for TCT 2020.